Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about listening and then taking action when your spouse has given you advice. I want you to think about this quote from Alexi Carrel, a Nobel Prize winning French surgeon and biologist. He says, all of us at certain moments of our lives need to take advice and to receive help from other people. Mm. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, that whole idea of taking advice and receiving help from our spouses, not just from other people. But before we do that, we always start every show with our hug. Mm -hmm. We love our hugs that they um, come to us. And this week's hug is sponsored by Melt. Melt is a series of high quality online video tutorials that teach couples how to massage each other in the comfort of their own home. And Terry and I know this firsthand. Yeah. Guys, I'm going to give you the link here in a second and go check it out because I will tell you that just watching the videos on their website, the little like intro, that puts me into such a state of relaxation, just watching it that I know that all of you will benefit from this as another way to touch each other and connect with each other. And sometimes it may lead to something more. Mm-hmm. So to learn more about this and to join thousands of other couples who are learning to make each other melt through massage, go to couplesmassagecourses.com slash one, just O-N-E. We look forward to seeing you there. And here's the hug. This husband writes in and he says, first of all, I want to thank you guys for all you do. And then he goes on to say, I think this might be a hug. It is most definitely a hug that we are happy to share. He says, I've been listening for a while. I've been implementing as much as I can and trying to be a better husband and father. I've also been praying a lot. I've told my wife I listen and have asked her to listen with me, but she never has. You're not the first spouse in that position Mm -mm. that has asked your spouse to listen. The important thing is that you are making yourself better and doing what you need to do. He goes on to say, things have been improving with our sex life. And in my opinion, life is better when you have a good sex life. Yesterday was one of the best days ever. My wife had a doctor appointment about 15 minutes from my office. She texted me after her appointment and said, I'm done at the doctor. I have on a skirt and I'm in a van. If you need a break, give me a text in the next five minutes. (laughs) If you don't or can't get away, I'll see you at home. Love ya. Nice. Uh, that, That would have gotten Tony's attention. I can guarantee it. He says, it may not be obvious to you guys, but that was code for, do you want to have sex in the van? Oh, Oh, don't worry. We translated it. It's obvious. We've been talking about sex for four and a half years. We get it. (laughs) We get it. And we love it. 
He says, I was blown away. I took an early lunch break. She came and picked me up and we had sex in the van. It was an awesome experience. We have never done anything like that in the daylight anyway. And when we did things like that, it was dark that when we did things like that in the dark, it was probably 25 years ago before we were married. My wife has always been a lights out kind of gal and you can't turn off the sunlight. So this was a huge breakthrough for us. We've also began to talk about what each of us likes sexually. So I'm very optimistic about the future. We've been so close to divorce several times over our 23 and a half years of marriage. And I would have to write a book to get on all those details. But right now things are heading in the right direction and not just sexually. Awesome. I hope this may be a source of hope for someone in a similar situation. I love you guys for all you do. Man, this is just so rad. I love this. And and I'm going to just break this apart real quick. One, married 23 and a half years, had the best day ever. Things can change in marriage. Mm-hmm. Things can change. And this is a testament to that. So this is just awesome. And I'm sure, you know, for your wife to get to this point that she was able to text you and say, hey, I have a skirt on. If you're available, let's get let's go have some fun in the van. I'm sure that's not just, it didn't just happen out of the blue. There's probably a lot of emotional intimacy involved where you guys are connecting. There's probably some spiritual intimacy happening between you guys. There's other areas of intimacy that are, you guys are connecting in that have allowed you guys to get to this point. And that is cool. Right. Cause that doesn't just happen overnight. Nope. That when you go from, you know, multiple times, you know, facing divorce in the face to getting those texts, you guys are investing in your marriage. You sure are. You're doing the work that needs to be done to make the relationship strong. And so kudos to you. Thank you for sending in your hug. And guys, you can send in your hugs on email, on Facebook, call in at the 858-876-5663, leave a review on iTunes, a rating, and we'll read the rating over the air. Um, These hugs, I love what he said at the end too. I hope that this may be a source of hope for someone in a situation similar situation right and that's the whole reason we read the hugs yeah because you know all of us come to marriage and we're in different spots and different places and we're here to encourage you but it's about you guys Mm -hmm. it's it's about you guys sharing how the one extraordinary marriage show is impacting you and yes this will touch somebody we don't know who but it will and that's that's why we do the show and that's why we share our own struggles as well, which is very much where this show came from. We mm-hmm. had two different instances in the last week where, you know, unfortunately there's a husband, there's a Tony story and an Elisa story. Mm-hmm. So you're going to hear both perspectives um, where we had to willingly take each other's advice, where we were in situations where our spouse where one another knew what was better than we did. And I'm going to tell you about what happened in Tony's case, and he can tell my case, because um, it's always easier to talk about somebody else. And so in Tony's case, we were doing some projects. We've got some big things that are coming forward with One Extraordinary Marriage. And we had this one project that we were working on and doing some video work for. And we shoot this video. It's about 10 o'clock at night, 9.30, 10 o'clock at night. Tony sits down at the computer getting ready to edit this video. Now... Here's the thing. Tony is one perfectly capable of doing this. However, Tony's skill set is not in video editing. 
So mm. while he is capable, it will take him a very, very, well, not a very, very long time, but it will take him longer to do it than if he found someone to do it for us and could turn that project over and allow himself to be freed up mentally and physically to do other things. That need to be, that need to be done. That still need to be done. I mean, it mm-hmm. all needs to be done, but the question is, does he need to do all of it? And so we're working in the office and I, I start to hear the little, uh, uh, uh. I mean, you guys know when your spouse is starting to get frustrated on a project, right? And so I prepare to leave the room because I don't need to be a party to this. And I just reach over and I put a hand on his back and I say, I'm going to leave the room right now. Before I do, I'm going to say something to you in love. I would like you to outsource the editing of this video because I don't think it's in our best interest for you to do this. And I just walked out of the room. I didn't need to have this detailed conversation. I just wanted him to process that. I love you. This is not where you need to be investing your time right now mm-hmm. was really that message. So I'll fill you in in a second. I'm going to give him a chance to share my experience and then kind of how this all evolved into the show about the roller coaster or not the roller coaster, but the, uh, the wipeout. Oh yesterday. yes. And so this was on a Friday night. It's about 10 o'clock. Yeah. We are leaving the next morning. We're surprising the kids and we're going up to Knott's Berry Farm and we're going to spend the day at Knott's Berry Farm. It is our end of summer bash. We're just going to go ride and just have fun for the whole day. And so Elisa saying that to me was wise advice and we'll get to that. The other part though, what she was talking about is the last ride of the day. We're at Knott's Berry Farm. We have been there since 10 a.m. It's about 9.30, 10-ish at this time. I think it's about 9.30. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get on our last ride. Elisa and I both do not do well on these spinny type of rides. You know, the ones that just spin and spin. Teacups are a perfect example of this. You want to talk about two people who will be green in the face? Elisa and I. So... Kids really wanted to do it. And our youngest, Abby, she is a thrill seeker. This girl loves roller coasters. And mom and dad here, not too into it. So God, I... God, God's got a sense of humor. Yes. That's all I have to say. So I did some of the crazier rides earlier in the day with Abby. And one thing I did for myself was I just closed my eyes. And I mean... I did one. It's called the Silver Bullet. Go look it up. It's nuts. It's like six loops and twists and all this sort of stuff. Nuts. All I did for the entire ride, after it went up, I just closed my eyes. I allowed it to happen, just breathing slowly, not allowing my heart rate to get up or anything. And I just, I went through the entire ride. So I'm standing in line with Elise and I just said, honey, this, this ride, it will get us sick. Believe me. Once we step on it, soon as it begins, just close your eyes. That's it. Just close your eyes because all we're going to feel is the G-forces that are happening and the movement, but our minds are not going to have to try to look at something or um, focus in on one thing and we won't get sick. You'll feel it when you come off. Don't get me wrong. You're going to feel, you're going to feel a little loopy just because of those G forces, but you're not going to have that, that head mental and then hitting our, your stomach. And so I was telling her this in line as we are about to get on. 
Right. Cause the little one's like, mommy, please go on this ride with us, please. And I'm looking at the face of my youngest and yeah, I mean, you parents know how it is. You don't want to disappoint your children. And, and yet I'm looking at this ride going, I'm going to be sick. Like, it's going to ruin the day. It's, it's going to ruin. It's not going to ruin the day because the day was already done, but it, we still had an hour and a half drive home after we left the park, which was going to be painful. So I get on this ride and we're sitting in a four seater. So the kids are sitting Tony and I are sitting on one side. Kids are sitting opposite side. Literally the minute the ride starts, I close my eyes. Well, then my kids think that's hysterical. So they start screaming. So I kind of <laughs> pop one eye open and I'm just like, stop screaming. And yet I close my eyes and I just deep breathe through all of these G forces that are slamming me into Tony and you know, poor guy got totally crushed. However, when I got off the ride, I was still able to walk and not do so with like my stomach practically sitting in my throat. It was a very different experience for me. And yet, what were you thinking when I was sharing this with you? Because that is what we're talking about here today. I was thinking my husband was absolutely crazy and that this was stupid and that I didn't really want to go on this ride. And I was trying to figure out how I could gracefully bow out and not disappoint my kids because I don't go on a lot of rides. I mean, they understand that I can only handle so much. And we went on Ghost Rider and that did me in for a good hour. Um, check that ride out too. That's like the longest wooden roller coaster, I think, in the U.S. I, I can't Possibly, remember. I don't, I don't know. It's crazy long. It's two minutes hurtling at yeah, 3.14 Gs and all kinds of crazy stuff. And yet I wanted to participate. I wanted to be a part of my family, but I'm thinking, Tony, you're an idiot. Closing my eyes, like really that's going to make a difference, you know? Mm -hmm. However, when I sat down, I'm like, okay, I've got nothing else. So if I'm going to be sick, at least I'll be sick with my eyes closed and I can't see where it's all going. Like that was really kind of my thought at that point in time. And then I closed my eyes and I just, I just breathed through this entire ride. And just like Tony came to the conclusion after I told him, look, you don't need to be the one to, you know, you don't have to be the hero and do all this video work. I got off that ride and said, you know what? He had my best interest in heart. He knew. Tony knew better than I did what I needed at that point in time. And I'm so glad that I listened to my husband, which I don't always say. And I probably don't always tell him often enough that I'm glad I listened to him. And that's, that's what we're talking about because when we choose to get defensive, when your spouse gives you advice and I know, I know that many of you, when your spouse goes to give you advice, you go on the defensive. What does he know? What does she know? Why are they telling me what to do? Your ego. Your ego gets in the way. Your pride gets, I, I don't care what you call it. You get in your own way of taking advice from someone who loves you. Okay. And I'm talking, when you look back over your spouse's track record of giving you advice, you know, if you're married to someone that tends to put your best interests first and you know, I'm not talking about, you know, like all the, you know, like, Honey, you really should, you know, okay, in our case, honey, you really should clean your hair out of the sink. Okay, that's not advice. <laughs> that's a honey-do list. <laughs> I'm talking about the, honey, I think this is going to help you get through the next 30 seconds on this ride. Or, Tony, I think this is going to help you not be stressed out about this project. 
when you start stringing events like that together and you start looking over the history of your marriage and you say, you know what? My husband or wife gives me advice when they've got a different perspective, when they've got a better perspective than I do, because maybe I'm blind to the situation. Maybe my blinders are on so tight that I've got tunnel vision on this area of my life and I can't see the big picture. That happens to us. And when we can't see the big picture and somebody decides they're going to give us advice, if you're anything like most people I know, you tend to get a little snippy. You tend to push back and say, I got this. I don't need you. I can figure this out myself. And yet, what does that do in your marriage? You know what it does? It builds up walls. It pushes your spouse away. It's saying, you don't know. And that hurts. That's a push. That's a, that's a chasm that begins to build between you two, especially if you're unable to talk about it afterwards. Especially if you just push it under the rug and go, um, that happened, but you know what? That's just who I am. And so what we're trying to share here today is think about when your spouse is giving you advice. Mm-hmm. You know, think about what they're saying. And instead of becoming defensive all the time, I find this to be very true of us and of many couples that we talk to. Advice given from our spouse, for some reason, in our minds, we think our spouse is coming from a place of like, they're trying to hurt us. They're trying to lead us in the wrong way. Like, our spouse is a complete stranger. When, in truth, they're there to do it in love. Well, and I find that people are more willing to take advice from their friends than they are from their spouse. And strangers. And strangers. Like, case in point. Somebody needs something on Facebook, like they've got a problem. They'll post it on Facebook and they'll solicit, you know, suggestions, advice from, you know, 20, 30, how many responses they get. And yet they won't go and turn to their spouse and say, this is the situation I'm dealing with. What do you think I should do? But let's post it up on Facebook and let's make it public and let's do all of that. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong. I mean, I've done that before. I'm like, hey, I need a, you know, a recommendation or I need, you know, what would you guys do in this situation? I've done it. I mean, I'm, I'm raising my hand and saying guilty as charged. As couples, though, we need to turn to the person that we said I do to and say, what do you think? I'm stuck here. This situation isn't resolving itself. Or... It may be you're in a place like I was sitting in front of the computer trying to edit a video and Elisa knew that this wasn't the place I should be in right now. Personally, I was totally fine. I could have messed around for three hours and just wasted time, wasted a ton of time that we could have been doing other things together that needed to be addressed or gotten done prior to leaving for Knott's Berry Farm the following day. So I could have brushed her off very easily and just messed around with that. Instead, I took her advice in love and said, you know what? You're right. So 
I and and don't believe me. That didn't didn't happen like in a snap in my mind. My mind was sort of like reeling and talking to itself, and I was talking to myself. And and really, I just sort of said, you know what? I I do want to outsource this. I do need to outsource this. This is something that should be outsourced. So I need to go onto Fiverr. I need to find somebody who can edit a video, get the video to them, pay them for it, and be done with it. And you know what? That's what I did. And in 48 hours, which is less than what he said he would get it to me, I got an edited video that looked pretty good for the first run through. I was able to then ask for a modification and I'll have that back within a day or so. And yeah, it's going to take three days total time to get it. This isn't a rush order. This isn't something that I needed overnight. So the three days to me is no big deal. I've been able to go spend 13 hours at Knott's Berry Farm with my family, not even thinking about it. And for those of you who don't know Fiverr, if you're running a side hustle or you're running a business and you have um, projects that you need to outsource, be it graphic design, video editing, transcription, you name it. There, there's a ton of different things you can do there. It's called Fiverr.com. F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Go check it out. Every gig there is $5. So my video editing project here cost me $5. It is worth it for the peace of mind and the ability to have somebody else do this. But it all had to start with Elisa giving me advice and love and me not having, me not standing up and putting on my armor of defensiveness on in my ego to go, what do you mean I can't do this? I've done this before. I can do this. No, I had to sit there and really contemplate this and think about this in the short moments that I had there and go, she's right. This isn't what I should be doing tonight. And that's, that's a big part of the solution here, guys. You know, you need to check yourself. You need to look at the situation and say, what's going on here? You know, why is my spouse choosing now to give me advice? What do they see that I don't see? And what am I choosing to do to my marriage if I choose to get defensive now? Because defensiveness is a choice. How you react to what your spouse says to you, that is a choice. Yes. That is your choice. And I wonder for some of you that tend towards the defensiveness when you hear advice from your spouse, I wonder what would happen if you do like Tony did and pause and go, okay, you know what? Let me wrestle with myself. Well, I want to do this, but she's saying this. How does that reconcile? Or like me, when I'm getting ready to get on that ride and we're standing in line. And I mean, any of you that have been to an amusement park, you know that as you get closer and closer to the front, you actually see the ride. And so you can see all of the craziness on some of these roller coasters. And so I'm watching the spinning thing. In fact, Alex at one point in time puts his hand next to my face and says, just don't look mom. Just, just don't look at it. It's just spinning. It's fine. Don't look. But it's like a train wreck. You always have to look. You have to look. I mean, you want to see it because then you're like watching the people get off and are they wobbly? Are they green? What are they doing? And yet as I was going through the turnstile, 
I had a choice to make. Was I going to like load my family on and just walk through to the exit? Or was I going to, to take what Tony had already learned on an earlier ride on Silver Bullet when he just closed his eyes and say, you know what? I know I'm going to be sick if I keep my eyes open. So that's not an option. This is the last ride of the day. So it'd kind of be nice to do it as a family. And so I want to, you know, I want to be the fourth wheel to our family. I'm going to try this different thing. If it doesn't work, then he's got a green wife, you know, leaning her head out the window, going down the freeway on the way home. But at least I took his advice. And so he knew that I valued what he had to say by the fact that he sat next. Well, I squished him into the corner. So with the G-forces, he didn't have much choice with my eyes closed. And it was, you know, he probably had his eyes closed too. So he probably didn't know. Oh, I had my eyes closed the whole time. (laughs) Anybody ever wants to go on a roller coaster ride with me? I honestly, my heart beats. I do not know what it is. I never used to be this way. As I gotten older, it does. I close my eyes. Montezuma's Revenge, close my eyes. I'm trying to think what it's something. He's, he's great to go to an amusement park with because then when he's walking through the park, he's like, what ride is that? I said, that was, you know, this ride or that ride. He's like, huh, we did that? Yeah. But by, by these two separate instances that happened within about 48 hours of each other, Tony and I had the opportunity to pour value into each other in the advice and reciprocate that value by taking the advice, by knowing that each other, we wouldn't have said this if we didn't truly have one another's best interest at heart. Mm -hmm. And that's really what has to motivate the advice. It has to come from putting the other first. You don't give advice to make yourself better. You give advice to make your spouse better to make the situation better for them. And that's really, I mean, that's what it's all come down to. And, you know, as we close out this week's show, I actually want to go back a couple weeks back on episode, um, 231. Mm -hmm. Is it my day or your days to initiate? We asked you guys to chime in and tell us, share with us what you're doing in your marriage as far as intimacy lifestyle and days of the week initiating. And we did hear back from some of you and I just want to share these, Um, Tammy said, I have Monday through Wednesday. He has Thursday through Saturday and Sunday is an optional day. The days we chose were based on our three weaker days of the week, energy, mood, etc. My days to initiate are the three days of the week that I am more tired, less happy and vice versa. For instance, out of the three days when I'm tired, the majority of the time I'm not in the mood, but it leaves me feeling unpressured for intimacy because I get to choose the best time for us on my low energy days when I can initiate and be fully engaged. And that's cool. I mean, that's sort of opposite of what mm-hmm. Elise and I have chosen, right? I mean, we try to choose, we're choosing ours on one our, our optimal days. They have chosen on their non-optimal days because it allows them to choose on those days and they don't feel the pressure of that. So there you go. There's there's an instance of another couple using the intimacy lifestyle and their days are different than ours, obviously. Sundays are off days, Saturday is ours. But here's a couple who is using the intimacy lifestyle so that they make sexual intimacy a priority. Mm -hmm. And then Brian said, we have rebooted our intimacy lifestyle. We had let it slip a while back because my wife had forgotten which days were hers. <laughs> <laughs> so you so you totally this are a, tracking with a, us, Brian. And that's exactly what he said. He said, I saw your title for this episode and I was like, no way. 
hey, that totally happened to us. There you go. So here's what we came up with. We each wanted a day of the weekend. So I have Thursday through Saturday, and she's got Sunday through Tuesday. Wednesday is our day off. We took two highlighters and marked her days on our kitchen calendar yellow and mine green. So far, the kids haven't asked us what the color coding is for. <laughs> so far, it's going really well. And there, here's another great instance. They both wanted a weekend day, which I'm sure for you guys is because, hey, downtime from the week. Mm-hmm. So at least you guys know, hey, it may be a back-to-back Saturday, Sunday for, for them. Hey, and then Wednesday being middle of the day, you guys may have certain events going on or what have you. So that sort of gives you that break in the middle of the week. Again, another couple using the intimacy lifestyle that best fits them. Love it, Brian. Thank you so much for sharing that and way to go to reboot it. Absolutely. And that's, we love getting these comments on past shows because as we share these, just like we share our hugs to bring hope, these comments from past shows allow you to see how people are intimate implementing the strategies and solutions that we bring here to One Extraordinary Marriage, tweaking them to fit their lifestyle. Right. And that's what's so fabulous about all of the interaction that you guys have with us, that you take this information and you make it fit your marriage. There's no one size fits all to any of this. One Extraordinary Marriage is your extraordinary marriage. Yeah. It truly, truly is your extraordinary marriage. And this week as you go off and you look at how you're going to react when you get advice from your spouse, remember a way that you can show your spouse love is by taking that advice that they give you without complaint or grumbling. That is such a big peace being able to look at them and just go you know what you nailed it you nailed it for me and i want to thank you because you shared that in love and for you to be able to just roll no complaining no grumbling because when you're able to do that you can live an extraordinary marriage because you're not looking back you're not looking at the past, but you're looking at now and how you can make change. So guys, we love you. We thank you for all the great feedback. You guys continue to give us the hugs. Keep sending them and have yourselves a fantastic week. We love you guys. <laughs>